Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure. But Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible. And it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to www.jamiebateman slash Haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman slash Haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. This episode is sponsored by the Integrity Income Fund, which is managed by yours truly and my team at Labrador Lending. The Integrity Income Fund is for accredited investors. It aims to pay an 8% preferred return and an 8.5% preferred return for early investors. It aims to pay out monthly distributions. There's a $25,000 minimum and only a one-year lockup. If you are an accredited investor and you're looking to get away from Wall Street, uh, looking to beat inflation, and looking for an asset class that is backed by hard physical real estate, then look no further than the Integrity Income Fund. Check it out at labradorlending.com. On this episode, I got the chance to chat with Nate Costa, a friend of mine. We've gotten to know each other over the last few years. Um, we have uh, mutual friends and our families kind of run in the same circles. But Nate runs uh, two pretty large businesses, FX Studios and FX Well. And um, he has over 250 employees in those two companies. Um, he's in the uh, wellness and fitness space and has had the opportunity to train multiple um, professional athletes over the years. We'll, we'll talk on that, talk about that a little bit. But what we really dive into is some of the struggles that Nate has had uh, with regard to business growth and, you know, not being able to almost not being able to meet payroll and kind of figuring things out from opening up the initial gym to where they are today, where they have a multi-state operation uh, with many different locations. And we also dive into later in the episode, um, Nate's recent scare with cancer, and it was only five months ago that he went through uh, an operation, and we'll, I'll leave it alone for that. Uh, you'll have to listen to the episode for more details, but um, Nate is an awesome guy. He's super humble. Uh, he's accomplished way more than you might think if you just chatted with him for a few minutes, and it's impressive his uh, positive outlook on life and his willingness to make others better. I've worked out with him a few times and he definitely pushes you uh, in a positive way. And it's it's he's just a, an uplifting person to be around. And I really appre appreciate him taking the time to chat with us. We also talk about the impact of 
COVID shutting everything down and how that really put his entire business at risk. Um, so we dive a lot into business topics, entrepreneurship, and a lot about personal health and family and, and things like that. So um, this is a fantastic episode. Inspiring stories of real people overcoming incredible odds to live life to the fullest. We are all guaranteed to face hardships. How will we handle the adversity? Join us to be moved by everyday people who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. Be inspired as these relatable heroes get vulnerable and former counterintelligence investigator Jamie Bateman puts his interviewing skills to the test. Restore your faith in humanity as you experience true Cinderella stories of average people turning surreal struggle and deep despair into booming businesses and financial fortune. Take ownership of the life you are destined to live and turn your adversity into abundance. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. I am your host, Jamie Bateman. And I'm thrilled today that we, I get to, I was going to say sit down, but I'm standing. I get to chat with my friend, Nate Costa of FX Studios and FX Well. Uh, Nate, how are you doing today? Doing amazing. How about you, buddy? Doing well. The sun is shining. Um, I'm standing. Um, this time last year, I was in a boot. So I'm just happy to be you know, alive and healthy. Um, so yeah, for, for our listeners out there, obviously I know you fairly well. I've gotten to know you a little bit better over the last, I guess, few years, um, which is awesome. And, uh, but some of our listeners out there may not know who you are. So, uh, if you would, who is Nate Costa and and what are you up to today? Wow. Uh, who is Nate Costa? Well, uh, president founder of the these two great companies, FX Studios and FX Well. Um, father to three amazing boys and uh, the lucky husband of uh, Gina. <laughs> nice. Well, those are uh, several important hats you're wearing, <laughs> I'd say. Um, so, uh, you know, I know you've got the, uh, tell us briefly a little bit more about your, your two businesses and then we'll, then we'll go back in time a little bit. So, uh, FX studios, uh, originally started not by me, um, but by a guy who dreamed up a very unique salon and spa. And he was one of my personal training clients and, uh, somehow convinced him to let me, my brother and my one other good friend, uh, to add on a small personal training studio. So FX Studios started as a salon, but then it kind of evolved into a fitness component to it. And then uh, FX Well, a few years later, uh, was our kind of corporate wellness company uh, that mainly does fitness center management and design. Uh, we do what we call human engagement, uh, which whether that's virtually or on-site events, um, and then we have a, uh, digital fitness app also that okay. we, so what is, um, you were mentioning some employee numbers to me before we hit record. What is, what do the, all the businesses look like from a kind of human standpoint or personnel standpoint? Yeah, we, I think we're just over 250, uh, teammates now. Um, 
Wow. That's mainly that's a lot kind of across the country, <laughs> but uh, mainly Maryland and Texas. Gotcha. Okay. And I know you've uh, had the, we may hit on this, but you've had the opportunity to also personally train some, uh, some key and key athletes, uh, NFL players. Do you mind mentioning a couple of those before we go back in their, <laughs> t- your history? Yeah. Uh, you know, the kind of two big names, um, are Cam Newton, uh, quarterback for the Panthers. Uh, looks like he's finally going to retire there. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he never wants to though. Um, and then Randall Cobb, uh, who's now back at the Packers, one of, uh, the most amazing individuals, both of those guys are that I've ever actually from an athlete standpoint gotten to work with. That's awesome. And some other ones, uh, you know, Flacco when he was here in Baltimore, got to work with yeah. him a little bit and, Tori Smith, who again is just, you know, off the football field, just such an upstanding individual. That's awesome. And you you forgot to mention Jamie Bateman and, and Joe Coy, but you know, we'll we'll uh... <laughs> Dude, stellar athletes. Especially in our mid forties. We're we're looking real strong these days. But anyway, let's uh let's back up a little bit and and you can pick it up whether it's you know, two thousand five, two thousand six, wherever we want to start there. But kind of walk through the the history of of FX and um you know some of the business challenges if you would that, that you've faced and how that's how you're how you've been able to um face those from a more personal and human standpoint and what lessons you've learned from that. I know that's a lot right, that I just threw at you but um where do you want to start is it the 2005 time frame? Yeah, let's let's go back to kind of the beginning um and you know, obviously interject because I can start telling these <laughs> no stories. <worries>. And, and <laughs> it's all good. Stop. So um, yeah, I mean, it kind of all started where I was working for you know a big box gym in Baltimore that you know I wanted to do more. And fortunately, the owners were like, you know, go and kind of you know chase your dreams, man. And I'm like, okay. So I. Uh, started looking at, you know, how do I build my own personal training studio and what would that look like? And, you know, what are the main things that I really, you know, as an individual want to do? Mm -hmm. The thing that draws me to the, like the health and wellness fitness industry really is helping other people. Like my bucket is filled when I get to go, you know, to Joe's house on a Saturday morning (laughs) and the three of us go down in his basement gym and yeah. we were there feeling like we sweated, you know, we got some good combos and it was, yeah. uh, you know, it was like you guys, you know, it was a, it, those are fun workouts. Yeah. And there's a level that I get from that of like appreciation and just the joy The like, I just wanted to multiply that. And so the dream was build a place that has 10 trainers. We each have about 40 clients change the lives of 400 people. And one of my personal training clients uh, had opened FX Studios, the salon, um, a year prior to this in 04. And somehow uh, we convinced him to let us add on, you know, this 2,700 square foot personal training studio, Hmm. uh, which is just comical to me now, just thinking of, (laughs) <laughs> massive square footage places that we uh are in now but um so you were training him right 
that you you were his trainer is what you're saying yep yeah. i was his trainer and um so basically it took us a year to negotiate with the landlord to add on this you know space and then um the guy that previously owned fx studios was uh, adding on a larger spa and we were putting like a mutual locker room in between it and during that year that we were building out we basically took to the oregon ridge hills here in baltimore Mm -hmm. and uh, Mm -hmm. did what we called outdoor fitness Mm -hmm. so we have times the day we'd have groups show up and we'd train them outside and then i would still drive around to people's homes and and i think i've seen some uh some pictures of uh cam newton you and cam newton uh on those hills he's absolutely shredded (laughs) not that you weren't nate not that you weren't but But, uh yeah six 250 you know three percent body fat you're you're ridiculous uh, yeah so okay so it took you a year to build out the physical um location right is that yeah right and a lot of it was just because of the details for those that know fx studios like it's all about the experience and Mm -hmm. so from a haircut side you're going into a private room you know, you, at the time you were staring at a big 20 foot movie screen, you know, everything from the, you know, the shampooing and the washing and uh, happens inside that room. And it's not like somebody else does it. So it was a very different experience. And so mm-hmm. there's a few like critical moments in kind of my path. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was one of them. So a local entrepreneur uh, walked in the door to get a haircut and was just blown away by the experience and he was like i need to talk to the owner of this place and so he went and they you know he was there and so he got to sit down with uh with the owner and said you know hey i've got this company i'm actually about to go public you know i'm probably gonna have a little extra cash i love this concept let's talk about expanding and building them and uh the guy that started fx was a very focused individual let's just say so he was mm-hmm. like that's not in the game plan first we're mm-hmm. going to do this we're about to add on a fitness center um so let's keep talking and he was like wait a fitness center he's like my company is called under armor and i'm in you know the number one sports apparel company here and we're <laughs> taking over the world and uh he's like and i need a trainer too so can you introduce me to one of those guys so you know i got to meet kevin plank um and mm-hmm. and train them and mm-hmm. uh you know that was so many years ago now to think of all the journeys but that was one of those moments in my life that i look back at and go if that didn't happen what if right like mm-hmm. crossroad mm-hmm. and sure. from that you know experience we finally did open our doors um you know kind of late into 06 and we had already built up a pretty great training base so we hired uh, two trainers that were completely booked and then some in two weeks sent from when we opened our door. Wow. And then we brought on another two trainers. We got a pretty unique model that we still use today. I mean, it's evolved, but um, where we bring somebody in on salary and we kind of show them the ropes, plug them in. And, um, but just fast forward a couple of years, the, um, the guy that originally started FX uh, wanted to exit. Um, and I had, you know, two partners, my brother who was in the Navy SEALs for 12 years, 
uh, and got out to do this venture with me. Um, and then, you know, one of my best friends at the time, uh, Neil. And so, uh, my brother was like, I'm going to go get my MBA. Not sure. I really want to buy a salon or run a salon, uh, <laughs> spa. like, uh, good luck you two. And so <clears throat> him and I, you know, took it over and we also relatively, you know, same time we opened up a, uh, gym down in downtown Baltimore mm-hmm. in a condo high rise where mm-hmm. they came to us and said, you know, Hey, will you, you know, build us a gym and then manage it for us so that when we're trying to sell these condos, mm-hmm. that there's some energy and some action. So right. Some, some amenities. Know, right. Gotcha. And now that was a totally separate venture, the, the condo gym. Yeah. Silo point is uh, the development and, you know, it's, okay. It was one of those pretty high-end, unique buildings, and mm-hmm. you know, we built a cool, you know, gym in the bottom of it. And uh, nice. Shortly after that, and it was, you know, it's probably a quarter mile away. Uh, Under Armour came to us and said, "Hey, you know, we just bought all the property that our headquarters is on. Mm-hmm. Got this really, you know, crappy gym that's twenty years old, hasn't been updated." key card access let's turn it into an awesome gym and that was mm-hmm. eleven thousand square feet and we were you know super pumped and excited and and uh so we built this gym down at under armor's headquarters and that you know you think about opportunity and mm-hmm. a lot of times when you look at it and you try to ex- you know assess like risks benefits mm-hmm. just like i do in a workout like this exercise mm-hmm. what's the risk and what's the benefit Mm-hmm. So here we are given this opportunity, but at, with Under Armour, but I'm like, there's no parking. There's not that many people around uh, besides their employees. Um, it, it pre- It's pretty remote, mm-hmm. you know? And so there was a lot of reasons not to do it, to mm-hmm. say the least. Um, and there's definitely some to do it. So we just worked out a great partnership where we've, created what I love to refer to as a win-win. And Mm -hmm. what that really means to me is you got two motivated partnership, like partners and partnership. And it's not a contract. It's like a true partnership. Mm. And when you can create that in business, we've never failed with one of those. Hmm. So I'll just uh, jump in because I know you're, you know, a humble, quiet guy. Um, and it would be easy for the listener to listen to what you just said and think, well, Nate did some work, but really was just in the right place at the right time. And, and, um, you know, and and now he has 250 plus employees and he's just sipping coffee, talking to Jamie all day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but obviously that's far from the truth. So, you know, not to spend the whole episode talking about specific challenges but what were some of the the hardest parts of what you just talked about from 2005 you know for the next say 10 years you know what were the biggest challenges with regard to the growth that you were um you know starting the business and then the ensuing growth well yeah there's definitely a few um you know there's always the financial ones that you know are hard to forget where you uh you know, there's a good one. When we first took over FX Studios, um, 
the timing of payroll and the bank account, meaning the bank account had zero dollars. <laughs> we had yeah. three days to make a payroll that was. I, I'm laughing because I can, I can relate, but we'll save that for another episode. But <laughs> yeah, that's not fun. I mean, and it's not. I, I I don't. We don't. We're not laughing at not paying people. It's just, you know, it's <laughs> it's a very real real issue so go ahead struggles meeting payroll right yeah i mean um so we had you know three days to come up with a significant amount of money Mm -hmm. and um again you know we we sat there and looked at each other like how are you gonna get like 25 grand (laughs) you know at this point it was like 48 hours because we looked at it and we're like wait no there's got to be a way and we're like no like the, no magical money is coming into our bank account at this point. Yep. So we went to a mutual friend of ours and in order for it to clear, it had to be in cash. So <laughs> we we went to somebody, yeah. basically got a large, you know, brown bag of cash, <laughs> went to the bank and deposited it and was like, okay, <laughs> we, <clears throat> we made it. Like there was no disruption. And nice. just imagine if, you know, you're like, taking over this part of a company that people know who you are, but you're still right. abused, like the fitness guys. And then you're like, Oh right. yeah, sorry. We're not going to make our first uh, payroll. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. Forget yeah. these guys. <laughs> just, just come up. Just, you can train me, but I'm not going to, you're not a business business person. Right. Exactly. Um, so you, you rode that out and I, I imagine you probably had some other similar episodes with yes. payroll and similar. financial challenges. As we grew and, you know, it's crazy to think how small that seems now from a payroll perspective. Um, yeah. But the other big ones for me were, you know, I call it capacity, right? And so you've heard me kind of preach this, but, you know, you kind of look at your life and from a time perspective in a pie. And mm-hmm. one of my biggest challenges uh, to people I work with is going like, how do you know where you're like your true north is? So like, what does your pie look like? So this much time spent with family, this is friends, this is me time, this is my health, mm-hmm. et cetera. And life is going to make you shift that. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you know where you should shift it back to, mm-hmm. you know, that that's typically the biggest challenge. A lot of us mm-hmm. uh, imagine, you know, some of these listeners, you, you go like, yeah, I lifted my head up and it was a year later, three years later. And you're still somewhat in the same place. And yeah. a lot of that has to do like, well, where do you, where do you want to be and spending sure. the time and energy to do that? So yeah, I kept sacrificing uh, sleep um, mm. basically was my, you know, biggest thing where I'm like, I need more hours in the day and the easiest place to take them from, you know? So I was averaging like four hours a night, probably uh, for about 14 years. Wow. And <laughs> wow. What, uh, just approximately what, what ages are we talking about? So I'm turning uh, 45 here in a month, less than a month. Yep. Um, so we're talking up until I was, let's see, 40, COVID factor two years mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So uh like 43. Oh, so we're talking like fairly recent. Yeah. Pretty four much. hours a night. So <laughs> and are you uh I know Herschel Walker's controversial now in the news, but he um he could always work off of like 
four to six hours of sleep and that's you know that's all he needed apparently so um i'm guessing you weren't quite quite like that i, I mean in my brain i've uh, I mean, I'm pretty, so to say, driven. So I was like, yeah. I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. Right. And I did sleep studies. I did all kinds of stuff to be that, you know, fraction of a percent that truly only need. Mm-hmm. But fast forward, whether it's, you know, life and, you know, more, so to say, adversity that happens, but it yeah. it is going, I actually really like six hours of sleep. And, <laughs> You know, I wear yeah. an aura ring that tracks all kinds of great data, but um, yeah. literally every day I wake up and it gives me a score. I look at, you know, nice. how well I slept, what my deed, my REM, and I know what I can do to make it better. And so mm-hmm. that awareness of like, yeah, if I don't, you know, stay up watching some mindless TV show just to kind of relax, I'd actually be better going to bed. Sure. Yeah. Um, I just got my, my whoop band. I'm wearing this now. Um, it's pretty cool. Just started, just started to get into it a little bit. So that's cool. But, um, so was that, did you, sounds like you've, um, since, uh, kind of made sleep more of a priority. What was there a reason for that? Or how did the lack of sleep end up, um, catching up with you? Uh, honestly, it was more of a, the awareness around i just need to do i i preach it i talk about it in my mm-hmm. head I'm like, well i'm that exception right and right. I, I don't need that much sleep yeah. and you know there's you know some of those life challenges where i started to internally look at my body mm-hmm. um from a you know what nutrients am i deficient in what's my gut biome um <clears throat> What are my food sensitivity markers so that I, I can tweak these things so that mm-hmm. internally I am operating at, you know, I call like optimal human performance, right? Mm-hmm. So I started going down this road of let's start with myself and then I can offer it, you know, through this network of of FX Well and FX Studios. Got it. Okay. Makes and sense. It kind of leads in probably to, you know, there's, there's two of the biggest challenges left uh, to yeah. share. Um, and I won't go in order because I sure it'll it'll feel like the most recent one for me uh, is relevant to kind of starting to look internally from my health because mm-hmm. just a quick little about me like I've never done a drug in my life I've never smoked I've had three alcoholic drinks in my life um, never have taken aspirin or Tylenol or anything like I'm a extreme side <laughs> of like clean and pure this is you know my body will figure it out mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and then supplement side like protein powder was like the most extreme thing i've ever you know had ever done mm-hmm. yeah. up until a few years ago where i started to be like oh well my b complex uh you know if i add in that supplement and vitamin d yeah um, and some zinc and magnesium like these are markers that i measure on a yeah. quarterly basis and now i see what the difference is and from a feel perspective is mm-hmm. one, but also from actual like data, like how am I right. sleep? How am I performing? What's my resting heart rate when I'm asleep? Right. What's my max but, heart? but those are informed, you know, just um, intentional, strategic decisions you're making about that. Then that's not. Well, it's extreme for maybe for some people who aren't aware of what's going on with with the world you run in. But it, you weren't. Um, a, a juice head you weren't taking steroids you weren't i mean that's yeah. if you get into supplements you know 
it sounds like you're you were pretty it's pretty benign you weren't taking a lot of crazy stuff um very natural so, yes <laughs> exactly so and then so in general other than the sleep lack of sleep you know it seems like you're basically like you should be considered the healthiest in the healthiest of healthy categories right yeah, and I'm I'm definitely so to say viewed that way, right? Where you you're like, okay, this guy's pretty fit. He can pretty much, you know, I can go out and do anything. Like I yeah. can go hike Iceland for five days. I can go on a 350 mile bike ride with my brother. Um, yeah, and, you can do the David Goggins four miles every four hours. Yeah, did that a couple that. times. Like, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> you know, it's not that it's not hard. It's yeah, just, you're right. it's very like you know, it's very possible. Um, so the, this journey kind of expanded into, you know, I met, um, a a friend of mine started talking to him more about, you know, he's a concierge primary care doc, um, Dr. Queel. And, you know, we started talking about what we're, what I'm trying to do. And he was talking about what he's trying to do, which is just change healthcare and the model of it. And so we really hit it off. And then, you know, I was fortunate enough to start working with him recently. And, you know, he took what I was doing from an internal perspective, you know, um, to a whole different level. And so he started asking me like, well, what's your family history? And I was like, well, my father had a heart attack and his father had a heart attack and my mom's side, this, this, this. And so he goes, you know, we should probably get a, you know, picture of your heart. Not that you're having any issues or complications, Mm -hmm. uh, but it'll give us a baseline, you know, at the time I was like, you know, you're 42 and <clears throat> let's get a look at it. I'm like, sounds like a good idea. Like I, mm-hmm. I'd love, I have many sayings, but one of them is data equals awareness and awareness mm-hmm. equals action. So you got to have some data to create mm-hmm. an awareness, but mm-hmm. if you don't do anything with that, then it's pretty much worthless, right? Like you got yeah. your, your whoop band. <laughs> right. If that right. doesn't influence yeah. you to make different decisions, <laughs> then you know, you're wasting a few bucks a month on that. On that exactly. Topic, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> I'm like, give me more data, buddy. And so, <laughs> fast forward, I you know I go through and get with a cardiologist, Doctor Patar, another amazing individual, and he takes me through the like, okay, let's let's do just an EKG, and then I'm like, hey, can I do a stress test? And he's like. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and then I'm like, let's do the like, I never had anyone request one of those. Okay. <laughs> but. That's very true. Uh, and then basically a year later, uh, we got to like a CT scan with contrast in my heart. And I go and I sit down with him and he's like, yep, everything looks great, man. You have an athlete's heart. So it's kind of big, but it's a little firmer because mm-hmm. you use it a lot. It's a muscle. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, awesome. He's like, I'll see you in a year for our normal checkups now that we just spent this year of seeing each other every couple of months mm-hmm. doing all these different tests. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, oh, but I, I saw a shadow on your liver. Um, we weren't taking a picture of your liver, but it just so the angle was coming <clears throat> down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we happened to see this. He goes, I'm going to send it back to your doc, you know, get it checked out. And I was like, oh, didn't think anything of it again you know, extremely healthy inside and out, all my markers, all my numbers, et cetera. And, uh, well, needless to say that wasn't the case. So, uh, went and got some more pictures of my liver specifically. Then that 
made me actually go and get the next step was a biopsy because there was a mass uh, that was like an inch, um, like a little ball. And then that came back, so to say, positive for these uh, cancer cells. So now wow. I'm sitting here faced with, wait a second, I've done everything in my life, you know, yeah. to, you did to not everything right faced mm-hmm. with these things. And it was mm-hmm. just one of those reminders of like, you know, you can't control these things. Um, you sure. can do, you can make strong efforts to make your potential outcome, but you're not going to fight genetics. You're not going to fight, you know, in my case, the most randomness of random things of happening inside your body. Sure. No, so, and that, uh, that really does, um, you know, get to one of the the things we talk about on this show, which is you can't control what happens to you um, in life. You just, you can't, um, you can put yourself, set yourself up for success, be in the right room, be in the right environment, be healthy, doing all the right things, but you can't control everything that happens to you. Um, what you can have influence over at least is how you respond. Um, and I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on that. Um, I, I know, you know, I'm far from a doctor, but I know with, especially with liver, cause my, my wife's, um, mom you know, had some serious liver issues and, um, yeah, I think she was a drinker, frankly. Um, so it's probably tied to that, but just through that research we did, it's just, you know, you get into transplants and all this stuff and the, the liver is, can be real dicey. I mean, as far as, you know, you can take out a kidney and be okay. And I'm not pretending that's no big deal, trust me. But I think that's a little more well-researched and well-established um, versus taking off a, a lobe of uh, the liver, right? Um, and again, I'm not not pretending to be the world's leading expert on this, but serious stuff is the point. Um, so what was going through your mind through all of this? I'll preface it with, um, for those that, you know, know me, like I'm a, and very grateful for this, but kind of overly optimistic, uh, minded. And so mm-hmm. I, I just assumed that it was going to be whatever the best case scenario is, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that it wasn't scary. It just mm-hmm. was something that I look at it, you know, just like a Goggins four by four, you know, by 48, you're, you look at it and you're like, this is gonna suck, mm-hmm. but I can control my mindset going into this and I don't yeah. want any negativity around me and we're yeah. going to do everything we can. You know, we got amazing health systems around us, you yeah. know, Hopkins for things that are unique and rare and challenging. Sure. like, <clears throat> and, you know, again, I'm just very lucky to have some relationships that, mm-hmm you know, get you in front of the right people sometimes. So sure. Um, no. So you sounds like you, you realize it was serious, but you start pretty quickly looking at the strengths you have around you and the assets and, um, relying on, I'm guessing that it sounds like the positive mindset that you'd already built up. You had that kind of muscle memory from a, a mindset standpoint. Is that fair to say? Very. I think, if you look at it in a world of fitness, right? Like, okay, you know, um, I've, I put in a lot of reps of, yeah, right. of training to go, okay, this is really hard, but I beat it or I did it or I overcame it from the individual right. workouts sure. to 
finding payrolls to, you know, hard conversations with, you know, teammates to, you know, signing up for things that you're like, how in the heck are we actually going to do that? I don't know, but we said we're going to do it. <laughs> Turn around to my, you know, kind of amazing team and go like, let's figure it out. And you know, <laughs> we did. And so something like this, you, you get thrown at you, you can't control it. Right. And, right. and you go, and these are the thoughts I'm having myself. I'm going like, what is it going to do for me if to go down the what if? What if this, mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, leaves me with months to live? What if this, yeah. you know, and I'm like, I'm not having it. Like, I'm I'm going to go into this with what can I do to get me the, what, what can I control, right? Sure. And I can yep. control the speed at which I get things looked at. I can control dot, dot, dot. And so I... And, you know, did that. And again, lucky mm-hmm. uh, to have the support that I do around mm-hmm. me. I mean, you know, Gina, my wife is just, phew, I mean, a rock. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, my biggest concern were my parents and her. Like, my kids mm-hmm. are, you know, they're old enough, but they look at me like, you know, you're Superman, dad. Like, and it was <laughs> like, yeah, you're, you'll be fine. And I'm like, I just got to have a surgery and they're going to take this thing out. And then I might have to do some chemo and like, I'll be good. And they're like, cool. We want to go to movies now. And we're like, yeah, let's right. go. Yeah, uh, and that literally was the conversation with our, you know, with our <laughs> and that's probably players. good for you too, though. It's refreshing to have some normalcy still. You know, something to talk about besides the the big challenge. Yeah. Um, so and then so you had uh, surgery, or how did, how did all that go from a medical standpoint? Yeah. So uh, basically, came back like okay, here's your, you know, here's the game plan based on the type of cancer that we believe that you have, where it is, we're going to do this massive surgery where they cut me from like right below the middle of my chest, you know, all the way down to my side, basically. I've, I've, at the pool, <laughs> I've, I've seen the scar and it's, uh, it's impressive. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Not a small one. No. And, uh, and we're going to cut you open and we're going to take your liver out. And we're going to chop off a third of it. And then, you know, the liver is the only organ that grows back. So they're like, it'll grow back. It just takes some time. Um, And then uh, we're probably going to recommend that you go on a chemo pill for six months every day. And Mm. huge side effects with that, thankfully, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, sounds, you know, they're like, it's a very high success rate. And it, it definitely gave us a lot of reassurance. Nice. Um, then we went into surgery with this thought of like, oh, you know, you're going to be in there for a couple of hours, maybe three max. You know, it was like seven, eight hour surgery, um, mm. which you didn't, you know, at the time was I had no clue. Right. I'm out. But uh, right. everyone else was like, what's going on? And they're reassuring, you know, everybody, Gene and the crew that it was like, it's OK. Well, you know, mm. they're, he's stable. He's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what happened was the doc got in there and he's like, look, I don't want to chop off, of, you know, basically a third of this guy's liver if I don't have to. Mm. So, uh, he used this analogy of a football. He's like, imagine me just cutting off a third. It'd be really easy just to do that mm-hmm. faster. But I cut a hole through the football and just took mm. out, you know, about 10% of your liver. Okay. <clears throat> and I was like, cool. Well, I appreciate that. And he's like, man. <laughs> You could handle it being under for that long and all that stuff. And so my recovery, you know, was a handful of days in, you know, the hospital, which 
was kind of nice just to sit around and relax. <laughs> the worst pain that I had was like I, you know, hadn't eaten anything in a couple of days and I couldn't go to the bathroom because of all the anesthesia and stuff that I was on. So once that kind of changed, mm-hmm. you know, um, actually in my workout yesterday, I was doing box jumps mm-hmm. and I'm going, this is the first time that I'm feeling my incision because of that like explosive throw your arms up, mm-hmm. jump real mm-hmm. high. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't painful. It was just like, it was really like tight. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, had, I had, again, lucky. Like I had, hadn't had any pain, discomfort, from the actual incision it was all my insides getting all torn apart and mm. put back together and uh right know, the the effects of that <laughs> and so how long ago was the the surgery five months gotcha i mean yeah i <laughs> you wouldn't be able to tell <laughs> i mean it's just besides the incision and the scarring i mean it, it, yeah, it's it's amazing how well you've overcome this, um, and and I don't want to act like it's fully behind us or you know, but it just from an outside perspective, it's super impressive. Um, well, I am happy to share that I had my first follow up CT scan and uh, came back crystal clear, everything positive. So nice, that's that awesome. Was, that was Friday, last Friday call for me. Nice, so. super <clears throat> cool. Um, so obviously there's so much to this. We could, you know, many rabbit holes we could go down, but, and I know you wanted to, uh, we, we were talking beforehand slightly about the uh, effects of COVID on the business before, but before we get to that, I'm just curious, um, how did you miss, how much time did you have to miss due to the, the cancer? Um, I, I truly took off uh, two weeks. Okay. Well, now, did, did that have enough? <laughs> I, I, cause I've talked to, we've had guests on the show who've overcome some, some also very serious health challenges. And, you know, sometimes if it's months, weeks or months, they realize that the, they really didn't have a business. <laughs> it was a one man show in a sense, or at least the business, you know, significantly suffered because of their absence. Granted, a week and a half, two weeks is not. It's not super long, but what were the, the effects on the business um, with your absence? Uh, I mean, thankfully, I have, and the reason why we can do all these things that we do is not, it is not me uh, by any means. Like, I've got, you know, a core team that is unlike any, like anyone else out there. Um hmm. We have some mantras uh, that we all sort of say carry uh, and represent really well. And I think if you think about, you know, one of them is GSD, like get stuff done. Mm -hmm. It's just a mindset of like, yeah, Nate's out. And I had to do a bunch of tests and all that stuff before. So, I mean, it was right. right. It wasn't just the week and a half. Right. Right. But it was like a week and a half where I, I was like, hey, guys, I'm not checking in. You know, it was all just you know, sending you love and hugs and in prayers. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and I'm like, I'm good. But then I was like, oh, I'm just going to relax for a little. <laughs> um, yeah. And that, you know, having that team, like yeah, everything kept going and growing and big decisions kept being made. And I mean, it, it's, um, I, all of these things are a factor into why I could go into this, you know, moment in my life, which is hands down the personally the hardest thing that I've ever 
you know, sure. go through where I'm like, it really wasn't that hard, but it, it, it was right. right. Like, well, sure. And I think it probably would have been much harder. I mean, just, you know, projecting here, but if you're, if you had a lot of stress with your business, how much harder would that have been, you know, mentally to get through this uh, the personal health challenge? I mean, that it all works together. So, um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, so regarding the effect of, uh, COVID just, we're running out of time, but, but as far as, um, you know, your business is set up for people to physically come to these locations. <laughs> so how, how did 2020 treat you from a business standpoint? 2020 and beyond. Yeah. So, you know, I definitely the hardest business uh, kind of challenge that we've ever had. And I mean, just imagine this. So we had spent two years getting to a place where we finalized the contract and a launch date with one of the largest health systems in the country that's in Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, and we were going to take over nine fitness centers, <clears throat> management of them, uh, March 29th, 2020. <laughs> wow. So I'm, I'm in, you know, this outdoor great barbecue place, you know, with kind of the two senior, you know, level executives of this uh, health system. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're, we're sitting there and it was the 13th of March and we're going, this probably isn't going to happen. They're like, it's not going to happen. And the part that makes me just feel so proud is that we sat there, something that we had worked two years to get to, and something like this suddenly comes into play. And we basically just left there with like, hey, you guys have a bunch of stuff to figure out as a health system to manage what's coming. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about like, we can do a simple pause contract and we'll just figure it out when the time is right. Hmm. As opposed to, you know, a typical $5 billion organization, you know, as they are, would not do that, right? It was mm -hmm. all these things, but we had the relationship and the trust where mm -hmm. we could be like, yeah, you're not going to come back to us with contractual this and you should do this thing. And, mm -hmm. um, and obviously, uh, you know, the COVID happened. So all the yeah. fit centers there got shut down on uh, March 16th in Maryland. We got an awesome, you know, four hour notice that, uh, <laughs> back to today, you know, at four o'clock, uh, wow. never forget that moment. We're all sitting around the TV. Like we're fighting this thing. We're going to ride it all out right. to yeah. like, all right, we don't have an option anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. where we closed, I mean, everything. And again, fortunate, uh, to have some great advisors around me where they're like, hey, plan for this to be at least a year. Hmm. So get everybody, you know, on <clears throat> unemployment, get them like, so to say, first in line. Yeah. Including yourself, right? Like you got to, you got to set sure. yourself up to where this is long term. Worst case scenario, it's not. Then you can right. you know, figure ready. it out. And so, so two really weeks helped. to flatten the curve, though I thought. Yeah. Two <laughs> anyway, all of those um, things. Were, <laughs> yeah, but this was a you know kind of the hindsight. We're now looking back, right? Right. Going, okay, so at that moment, I was the most defeated I've ever been. Mm. Uh, scared out of my mind of like, okay, mm. so everything I've worked on, and I mean, worked 
right. uh, relentlessly hard and yeah. so many other people it's right. just and there is no timeline there is no control there like all these things that uh are scared and hard yeah. and you know we we basically took you know a few weeks of going okay this is real <clears throat> it's going to take a, you know a longer than a few weeks to flatten the curve down and mm-hmm. um what can we do right. and you know so we kind of like ppp money a lot yeah. of people are familiar with that so sure we got some of that but it, i'm going we can't even open our doors though like there's no way for us to really generate revenue so how right. about we bring back kind of the management team and start working on the things that we want to do once we do reopen, but mm-hmm. also making a shift of like, what can we do now? We have a digital product. product. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, these events that we do some virtual, but mainly they're all like on site and in person. Mm-hmm. And so we put this strategy together of like, okay, we're still getting a few requests for these events that are virtual. So we just mm-hmm. wrapped up you know, our four, four or five virtual events that we probably had to, mm-hmm. you know, 40 pages that we have now. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, wow. we ramped up that side of our business pretty quickly. And then how do we deliver? And then we, you know, we're like bringing people back to deliver those kind of services. And then, you know, our kind of partners in Texas called first, and then our partners at Under Armour called next about, all right, let's get the gym back open. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, uh, two other gyms in Baltimore. And so we opened up our light street, uh, location and then our hunt Valley location. Again, another thing of like a month after COVID, so to say shutdown, we had a massive flood that, um, you know, just what you needed. (laughs) I I mean, I, I never felt so kicked, uh, while, uh, than ever. I remember seeing you at, uh, at, Joe's house. And I said, How, how's it going? It, it was probably, I don't know what, it, you know, it was, I don't know when, when that was, it was either 2020 summer or 2021, but you're, you said not, not well, not going well <laughs> at all. I was like, Oh, I, I was, just, <laughs> you know, it's, but yeah. So do you, would you say your business is better off because you went through all that at this point? I'm, I'm positive. I know I kind of preached uh, to our team here that this is going to make us stronger. And whether it was, you know, liver cancer or COVID, there's something about going through these extreme challenges, seeing who's going to stick with you, (laughs) right? And who's going to pull others along, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's not just me. It's like, okay, there's other you know, right. leaders in the organization that are like, are you, <laughs> who's coming with me? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? It's, it, and pulling people together and then, you know, literally inspiring them through this time where you're going like, I actually don't know what's going to happen next month, right? but, but we're going to we, figure it out. We're going to figure it out and we're going <laughs> to do it together and we're going to do it with a positive mindset and, yeah. you know, and we're going to stay aligned on what our mission is as an organization, which is to make yeah. a positive impact in people's lives and i'm like we're gonna find a way to do that and so that's awesome you know yeah regardless awesome. so we're definitely uh you know i think all of us individually and as an organization are uh are better off because of it but 
I don't know if we would want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a similar theme I've gotten from other other guests. I'm not seeking out adversity, but I am better yeah. off because of it. Um, so, do you have a, do you have two more minutes? Yes, sir. I'll fire off some real quick rapid fire questions, and then we'll wrap up. Um, if you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would you choose? Oh man, alive or dead? Yeah, either they'll be alive when you're having coffee with them. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Um, see, I'm I love the kind of so to say, like early early times where you're going. Just tell me what it was like, George Washington, right? Sure. Tell me, yeah. Like Martin Luther King. Like I would love yeah. to understand how did he do what he did from a inspire change the literally change the world. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Love so, it. So those guys. Perfect. <laughs> um, many, if you yeah. go ahead, what, what's that? No, it's, and many more. There's, oh, like, yeah, yeah. If you were given $10 million tomorrow, just someone wrote you a check you personally, what would you do with it? Oof. Um, $10 million check. I'm not saying you don't have 10 million, but if someone gave you a ten million dollar check tomorrow, what would you do with it? <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, um the the level of passion, right, is obviously to help other people um because of the industry that we're in, but it's it's more about kids. And so for me, that like pulls on my strings the, the most. Mm -hmm. So how do I take what we do as an organization and you know deliver it? Uh, to the youth that don't have access to it and uh, mm -hmm. could really make, you know, a big difference yeah. being in, you know, in Baltimore, uh, there's so much need here. So. Sure. Absolutely. And I will say just quick, uh, one of our cool partnerships is with Volo sports and okay. Volo has this really awesome nonprofit where they bring kids and they play sports for free. And, um, we're working with them to figure out how do we also bring in kind of that health and fitness component. So they already have the audience in, in Baltimore city here and, and that's awesome the country. So super, super cool. Nice. All right. Um, what's a book or two that you'd recommend for the audience? Oh, uh, some classics. Um, good to great is one I'm re-listening, uh, to right now. Jim Collins. Yep. Collins. Good. Um, and then, you know, as we talked a little bit about before this, but we're implementing uh, EOS uh, into mm -hmm. our, uh, so the book's called Traction, um, which yeah. is, uh, as a business owner, something that I felt we we did a lot of the components of it, uh, but having an actual structure to take it all the way uh, to make sure you're having quarterly offsites and what your main priorities, what your rocks are and, mm -hmm. you know, evaluating your you know team where you're like gets it you know uh wants it has the capacity to do it right yep. person, right seat um would you say there's a is there a specific level of business that is eos too too heavy and too expensive for you know very small business what level would you say that is is where it makes sense yeah i actually feel that it it's designed more for the small you know you're doing hundreds of thousands of dollars and maybe, you know, up to a few hundred million uh, okay. from a revenue perspective. But it, yep. again, size 
once you get bigger, there's a lot of, you know, more things. I think it's really designed for those companies that are in that, in that sweet spot there. Gotcha. Makes sense. Awesome. So we're going to wrap up here. Um, what, is there anything you want to plug or talk about that you have going on? Um, anything other, other than what you've mentioned already? Honestly, I just, uh, probably take more of this last little bit of thank you for having me on this show, man. And, uh, I look forward to our, our next Saturday morning workout. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, for my recent kind of challenge, um, the kind of biggest takeaway for me was the number of people in my life that love and support, you know, me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, so it's really much just like, you know, thanks to my family. Thanks to yeah. my FX team. Literally wouldn't be here with uh without y'all yeah puts things in perspective and helps helps you appreciate what you do have that's awesome so um if any of our listeners do want to reach out to you is there a way they can reach out online or just uh your company website or where should people check you out yeah so two main websites fxwell.com uh, and fxstudios.com um and then you know my uh anybody wants to reach out to me personally it's nate at fxwell.com uh love talking to you know other folks about what we do and uh, what they do and it's kind of how i've learned you know some of those lessons over time when you go i i didn't know that you went through that how about what did you do and you know vice versa so that's awesome well, Nate Costa, thank you so much for spending uh, your time with us. Do appreciate it very much. And uh, yeah, maybe I'll see you Saturday morning. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see if Joe's over his, his COVID yet. But um, anyway, to our <laughs> listeners out there, thank you so much for spending your most valuable resource resource with us. And that's your time. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? Dive into my new book, From Adversity to Abundance, Inspiring Stories of Mental, Physical, and Financial Transformation, available now on Amazon. From a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles, these stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation. Whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts, this book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path for someone you love.